Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. All right. Welcome, my Brewing brothers and sisters, to another episode of Brewing with Style. We got great style here, for sure. <laughs> Tasty's got his style. So you're still wearing that Heretic shirt. It looks like a pretty old one. You got you guys out of stock? I think you were a t-shirt company. Now you're actually a brewery. So right. you kind of gave up on the t-shirt thing, I think. Huh? Well, I go into my closet. And I look for something that doesn't stink to wear. And then I grab that. Whatever's <laughs> next in the stacks when I go by. So. Right, right. I'm just like, I really don't care. You're in the construction business anyway. You're exactly. Not, you're not a brewer anymore. Right, exactly. I'm in the construction business now. Right. From Adobe to construction. Yes. <laughs> we have the ever-so-lovely Jean Plissé with us. Hello. 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 My Cajun Brewing brothers and sisters. <sighs> yes. Well, and uh, how's things been going for you, John? You, you, you had a little hiatus here from uh, the Brewing Network. Now you're back. Yeah, you've, I got, you've got like uh, you've got increased your family size and everything. A, yeah, my wife had a child, a, a child unit. Yeah, like changed careers. Unit. So yeah. yeah, been busy a few years. <laughs> right, and you've been you've been you gone more into the wine side of things. Yeah, d- uh, distributing frozen grapes to home winemakers and small wineries. Cool, North America. Cool. So right, yeah. Hey, you released a, a CD your music you did that a few years ago bottled uh some plisse wine did that yeah yeah sold yeah. out about half of it and a busy little beaver yeah well and i think you know regardless of how good your product is it's a lot about uh you know being able to to sell it because oh without the ability to market and sell and uh you know get things out to the consumer and get the consumer to to spend the money and to try it and then like it, yeah, you know, you, you need to. That's the, the the hardest hurdle is getting him to try it. <laughs> you know, and not, they want to come back and try it again. Right, well, not even to to, to get him to like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people that that open breweries or a lot of people that uh, you know brew making great beer is not that difficult. But that's the easy part. Yeah, you know, when you go commercial, it's getting them to try it. That's the hard mm. part. And, uh, you know, unless you can do that, you cannot win. You cannot win customers. Nope. Loyal followers. Not the, not the number you need. You need. You a can have a following. Person. You have your friends will love it. Your, your people that come <laughs> right. to the pub and drink your $3 pints are going to love it. But All right, right. You need, like, you know, hundreds of thousands more people that are willing to pay five fifty a pint. Yep. Absolutely. That's that's the trick. Well, we've got a, a number of breweries here that have done quite well. I think uh, we're, we're going to be covering uh, Russian Imperial Stout today. And we've got uh, Eel River's uh, Raven's Eye. We've got uh, the Nectar Ale's Black Xantis. We've got Drake's Draconic. We've got uh, the North Coast Imperial Stout, the Old Rasputin, uh, which is, you know, 
always been a classic of, of the style, especially early on. Lagunitas Imperial Stout and Beer Valley's Black Flag out of Oregon, Beer Valley. Kind of unique label. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, had, I had not heard of them before, but, you know, I, I saw it on the shelf. I'm thinking, oh, we'll, we'll give it a run. Um, BJCP says, uh, commercial examples, Three Floyds, Dark Lord, Bell's Exhibition Stout, North Coast Old Rasputin comes in third. Uh, Stones comes in four. Sam Smith, uh, Scotch Irish, uh, Thirsty Dog, Deschutes the Abyss. Yeah, I don't know that I would think that that's that. A great, uh, it's a great beer. I don't. I, I'm not sure. It's a great example of the style. Maybe, maybe not. That one isn't, but Old Rasputin is. Old Rasputin. See the thing about Old Rasputin. Let's see. We got uh, Southampton Rogue, Bear Republic. Great Lakes, Avery, Founders, Victory, Brooklyn. Um, the thing about Old Rasputin and why it sticks in there is because it was one of the first. I mean, you know, back in the day when we were all wet behind the ears, <laughs> there was, you know, North Coast Old Rasputin. They were, you know, one of the first and one of the only ones you could find. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, Russian Imperial Stout. And then all the homebrewers are brewing it. And then, you know, that begat craft brewers brewing it. And now, uh, you know, in the bottle shop I went to, I was able to find far more Russian Imperial Stouts than I could pale ales. <laughs> they had more Russian Imperial Stouts than pale <laughs> ales. That's a 180 what you would think had happened. Right, you know? right. So, you know, like everybody's brewing them now. Yeah. And I think that. You know, we're loath to let go of North Coast Old Rasputin as as a great example because back in the day, that was the example. Same thing for Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I'm not saying either of those is not a great beer. They are. But I'm saying, you know, the style world has kind of evolved, you know, around them and to their credit, they're, they're, you know, making that same product very consistently. You know, they make other great products, but, you know, if now, like, you know, Pale Ale has started to evolve away from Sierra Nevada, and they have other products that, you know, are more in, you know, the current style lines, but, so there's there's that thing, you know, um, which is, you know, more centered, which is, uh, you know, uh, how, do, how does that all... Uh, it's just interesting how the craft drift away from, you know, that that center that was originally there. Yeah, the craft beer movement grows, and then so mm-hmm. does styles as they're defined. Because and- I'm sure I remember a copy of the style guide that had Old Rasputin as number one from like 2004. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and now it's it's dropped a few pegs. Now it's uh, number three in the list. Right. So interesting how that, how that changed. I mean, judges are changing. Their right. Well, changed. yeah. I mean, you know, it's like uh, our you know, music. Uh, sure. You know, everything you know changes over time. All right, John, you want to give us a, a brief rundown on uh, Russian Imperial Stout as a style? Uh, sure. It's, imagine just a stout that's over the top. It's got full body. It's chewy. It's got these velvety characters. Some alcohol. It should have legs on it as you pour it and swirl in the glass. You should get some prune, maybe some fig flavors. Um. You don't want it to be syrupy. You don't want it to be poorly attenuated. You know, it's got to be drinkable. Uh, just intense roasty flavors complemented with these very strong ester flavors and these prune flavors going on. And, you know, 
not overly carbonated. You you, you want it to be um, just balanced and well aged, and you know a good presentation of the style. So it's interesting having tasted these beers that you poured already. Um, you really get like what these brewers are kind of what they're kind of mm-hmm. trying to do with the beer. Well, you know. And yeah, Russian pear stout should be you know intense and roasty and dark and fruity. Yeah, you know, plum, raisin, all those kind of dark, fruity, bittersweet, warming. Uh, you know, ranging from more chocolate coffee to uh, you know tar and you know acrid, burnt. Uh, any anywhere in there, and you know, licorice and. Right. Uh, you know, treacle and all that stuff uh, combined. So, like I said, you know, the style used to be a little more restrained, and now it's just gone to the intense side of things. I love the names of them too, by the way. Like right, the right. Abyss, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. coming out with some great names. <laughs> ah, well. And speaking of great things, um, how about Northern Brewer, our wonderful sponsor, been with us. Uh, like six years now, and uh, when, we, when we took a little hiatus on on the show, and uh, it worked on creating this new show, they're cool. They're like, yeah, all right, yeah, we'll sponsor you guys. They're, they're still there with us, <laughs> they, no problem. They, they're not. Uh, they're sticking with us, and and the reason they do is because you let them know that their sponsorship matters. So when you go shop at northernbrewer dot com, make sure that you. Let them know you appreciate they sponsor the Brewing Network and uh, the show. Tell them, you know, thanks for sponsoring the BN. That's all it takes in the comments field. They see that. That just keeps that check rolling so Justin doesn't have to go blow sailors anymore. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll get into our tasting notes of these uh, uh, six fine beers right after this. to the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then they- From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... At 
10, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah! Barbecues with the guys. Yeah! Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah! Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jack, what you doing? Playing Warcraft? No way, it's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams, or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game. You can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere, virtually. Then you can sell it, because in that brewery game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public, create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. Thatbrewerygame.com. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying these uh, luscious, rich, intense beers. Boozy. 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 Boozy beers. Yeah, some of them are boozy, a little boozier than others. It's intense to go from one to the other. I mean, with so much flavor going on, mm-hmm. to be subjective, it's like, yeah. Well... The North Coast Old Rasputin, I think, is the most restrained of the six. I would still call it a a good example of Russian Imperial Stout. But, you know, amongst the six, you drink the other six and come back to it. It's like... uh, It's definitely on the lower end. Yeah, this is... is, 
This is subtle compared to the others. The others are very intense. Right. As a real short finish. You know, the others yeah. have a long finish. Like oh, yeah. Tw- 10, 15, 20 seconds. You're still getting flavors that you, you didn't get before. Just I'll kinda... wake up tomorrow and I'll taste some of these. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now get, get into your system. You'll essentially sweat it back out. Yeah, I would almost call it not even imperial. I mean, I mean, I know it's got the alcohol in there, but it doesn't have that over-the-top flavor profiles going on. Right, it's nine uh, percent. Wow, that's smooth for nine. Yeah, nice and smooth for nine oh, percent. Yeah. I think all these are are fairly smooth for what what's going on. And the ones that are boozy, I think it's because they are pretty pretty high. And it's got a a, a good uh, bittering to it. It's got chocolate. It's got roast. It's got a fairly dry finish. You know. Um, it's got kind of a nutty biscuit and uh, bread kind of thing going on. You know, I was told that the old Rasputin, that from like brew to bottle, it's like two weeks, and then it goes right out to market. Hmm. How do they do that? Eh, then, you know, they the fermented well, and then you know it, it, it's it's packaged and. You know, it goes out, and and so you can get it from you know very fresh in the marketplace. And yeah, you know, I I think this this beer would age fairly well because it's got the dark malts, the the alcohol. Oh, yeah. It's got the antioxidants. In the yeah, I think I think you could sell her this for for quite a bit of time. Yeah, and then it would have maybe more character. I'm not saying it lacks character. Right. I'm just saying it doesn't have that long finish that the a lot of imperial stouts do. Well, and compare that to the Drake's uh, Draconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Now, what would you say there? Would you say that's more or less alcohol than the North Coast? It's pretty close to me, in my opinion. You can tell it's a bigger beer because it has more more thickness to it, more more uh, chewier, more mouthfeel. It's mm-hmm. more, but it's not sweet; just more more you know, substance it's to it. A toffee, more of a. It's got a lot more malt mm-hmm. backbone, right. which I like. It's got a huge. It's a little too much for me. Hmm. So it's 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 laying in a big pile of of uh, you know biscuit, real heavy biscuit, Munich maybe or something, a little too much for me. Over melanoidin. Yeah, yeah, over melanoidin versus over roasty. It's it's a it's 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 too much of a a, a base malt backbone for me. Sure. Yeah. Now I don't like beers when that's when that fails when that's not there. Right. I think it's it's on the edge of a little too much for me. That's actually slightly less than the uh, yeah. old Rasputin. That's actually eight point seven five percent. That impression over maltiness you would think it have more alcohol because it feels bigger. Right, it feels bigger. Yeah, it seems bigger. It's got a fuller presentation to it, which is nice. Right, I uh, like that, and it's got uh, uh, a bittering balance that's uh, uh, very deft use of of bittering to balance a a big beer yeah it's got some weird caramel toffee notes going on to me as well in the maltiness i don't know it's a good beer though good beer well brewed you know all these were picking picking nits but uh that's the drake's draconic that we're we're tasting there and um it's just too much it's almost like huskiness in a way I mean, it's almost graininess. Maybe too much graininess. There's something there that's a little too much for me. And how do you do that? I mean, how do you get too much graininess? 
I don't know. You know, it could be it could be a pH thing. It could be, um, you know, one of the things when you're when you're doing, uh, you know, a, a highly roasted beer, uh, the you know it could become you know much more acidic. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you overcompensate. I don't know. Um, hard but to what say. do you do against it? I've, I've always when I've you know been in, in that situation or somebody's asked me about that, I'll say, well, you want to you know get the pH of your water up. A little bit higher, right? Right. So for, that for a dark beer, offset that on dark mm-hmm. beers. Yeah. Chalk, chalk. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We we do a Calcium when we do carbonate. dark beers, we throw in uh, you carbonate. know yeah, big pitcher of chalk. Right. So you're you're hardening the water. Yeah. 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 Right. To counter that uh, acidic nature of the uh, highly kilned malts. Do the dark malts preserve beer? You know, like oh yeah, they have more antioxidants in it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think the the those highly kilned malts act as an antioxidant. Right. And um, and they just they will a little age longer because those antioxidants are in the bottle or in the keg or whatever. Right, right. Absolutely. I think that's more important than alcohol right. or hops. Right. So it's important to have a balance of those dark malts to preserve that beer through its life. Right, right. Okay. Well, and I think that um, you know the interesting thing when I was working on the yeast book with Chris, he was saying that dark beers. You know the yeast. You know viability may not be as high, or something along those lines. I don't know. I was drinking a lot when we were doing the book, <laughs> but uh, that that can impact yeast viability. You know, highly roasty beers, and pH he, is too high. Well, he wasn't sure that you know the pH was maybe too low. You know, you were getting too acidic a beer, or uh, you know something. And I was saying, well, I wonder if you know the, the same properties that. Uh, you know, work as antioxidants. You know, maybe it's it's also impacting the yeast in some way. So who knows? So he would say it'd be hard to like uh, bottle condition a a dark beer. Uh, not, not necessarily hard, but you know, the yeast afterwards. You know, what's what's the impact on the yeast? All right. Now, what about the Lagunitas? I think there's something wrong. In it. The, the, there's some. I don't know. It just has a uh, get yeah. that oxidized sourness. You know. Something in the aroma that's sort of uh, I, I feel like something grew in the bottle. Vegetal. Vegetal. Yeah, there you go. DMS. Vegetal for some reason. And 9.9% on the Lagunitas. But there's like, like a vegetal aroma on it. Yeah. Yeah, something happened in the bottle. Which is a shame, you know. Because uh, Lagunitas makes so many, so many great beers, yeah. I've brewed homebrew like that and seen it as I've aged it, especially lighter beers. And you'll get that aroma, and I can tell that something's now wrong with that beer, and I, I won't drink it anymore. It just lost its longevity. Right. You know, I, th- I think that sample has some some age on it or something. I mean, you get a real nice kind of fruity, figgy, plum thing going in the in the taste. But it's apple-y. Like, apple-y? Yeah. 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 I get apple. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It okay. smells like apple juice. Oh, out, out of a sippy cup? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, with a curly straw. <laughs> with a curly straw. Mm-hmm. I remember those. Those were good times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the uh, the Lagunitas sample is there's there's something something uh, not so good about no. that one. Uh, it, it's a shame. Is that how the show is going to go? One bottle out of every tasting round. There's going right. to be just yeah, something wrong. Be like. Eh. Sorry, <laughs> my take on bottled beer is it's hit or miss. Really, I don't I don't buy much bottled beer. I because I don't have to. I live in the land of good beer. I can just get it on draft everywhere. So maybe, I have to leave house at home to do that. But maybe it's remarkable that we've went four for five now. Well, or yeah, well maybe I would say that. Sure, I'd say yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. We're not done yet, but yeah. Well, um, 
Yeah, uh, and and it's also a thing, you know, if if you're interested in having your beer on this show, mm-hmm. if if you're a commercial brewer or a home brewer and you believe you have a good example of one of the styles that's coming up, we're going to post that list uh, of of styles that we're going to do in this show. We're going to cover every BJCP style and probably some that aren't in the BJCP at this point. And uh, if you want to be part of that, send an email to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, try and flag it with a subject matter. He gets a lot of email. He's got to filter through. Subject uh, matter would be like uh, brewing with style. They mentioned the style in there too, but you know, yeah. brewing with style tell IPA, them, whatever, whatever. Yeah, tell them tell them what you're what you're you believe you have, and that you're you're prepared to to ship us some bottles uh, for the show and et cetera, et cetera. Just or, a couple of twelve ounce bottles. Yeah, we we need like two twelve ounce or one bomber uh, is is plenty for for what we're doing here, and uh, you know. Um, Scott will will work through that with us, and we'll get some beers on the show. And but you uh, have to do it by reservation. You don't just start sending beer in. Yeah, you got to get Scott's got to say in. send it. It just gets drunk. If you exactly, you got to flag it. You got to make well, sure we don't that have room for a lot of beer. Right, so, that he's right. expecting it, and that he sets it aside for the show. And it comes if in. You don't go through that process. It's just gonna. The mailman, he'll drink it. The guy who's lying outside underneath the jet ski, who knows? And if you're a home brewer and you win, apparently Justin said you're winning a jet ski. That's awesome. That's what I heard earlier. That's I, what I, I saw in the rumor mill. It was out was front, it? wasn't it? There's a and Army it's, logo it's on top, and parked stuff. out front. Well, yeah, well, it's like on top of a homeless guy, but oh, I, he's protecting I, it. I think right. He's a security guard that Justin hired. Yes. A lot more to, to block off John Palmer's parking spot, apparently. Uh, uh, we found that that didn't work too well last last show. But um, yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, if, if you feel like you got a great example, you can set it in. We can uh, give that a try and uh, you'll be on the show. And if you're a home brewer and you win, uh, you win, you win something. And if you're a commercial brewer and you win, you get uh, a nice warm feeling like peeing in your pants. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll we'll cover the uh, rest of the examples we have, and we'll uh, declare a winner right after this. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe 
until we're able to make a great commercial version too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever so subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn the cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're rocking the uh, Russian Imperial Stouts on this show. And if you've got examples for future shows that you think uh, meet the uh, BJCP style guides and you want to compete, email scott at thebrewingnetwork.com and let them know and see if we can fit you into those shows. All right, so uh, we've still got uh, the Eel River Raven's Eye. We've got the uh, Nectar Ales Black Xanthus, and we've got Beer Valley Black Flag to taste. And what's what's your impression, uh, Tasty, on the uh, uh, Beer Valley Black Flag? Switch them up on me. Keeping <laughs> <laughs> on your toes. I thought you were going to go in the order that you were just named them. I was, but then I was. I wanted to talk about the Black Flag first because I I had thoughts about. That's what it. you had in your hand. No, it's what I had in my mind. <laughs> I like the black flag. It does. It has a real I like the dryness in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, doesn't have the length that uh, a couple of other ones have. Doesn't have that uh, mm-hmm. continuing to grow and to and get more you know, interesting as it as it, in the finish. But I like the crispness of it. I like its. Uh, oh, I do too. Because, it's to me, it'd be a beard you'd want to put in a barrel. Uh, 
Do either of you guys find it too hoppy? Oh, right. Yeah, I can see. that's probably what I like. It's the hoppiest of these. It is hoppy. It is yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. probably the crispness that I'm getting. I, th- I think it's still within the style guides. But like Tasty's saying, maybe you would barrel age this. Right. With that drop out. Give that mall complexity a little bit more. Bada bing. It, I think it lacks sweetness. You don't want it to be full and syrupy or anything like that, but a little hair of balancing sweetness. And I think if it if it aged and oxidized a little bit, and the the hops drop out during that time a little bit, and uh, you know, I, I think you'd end up with something really quite nice. Absolutely, I think it's no, well well fermented. What, what's uh, your take on this me. one, Scott? My palate picks up the hops as green pepper, <laughs> and I think <laughs> you're right that a little sweetness might balance that out a little bit because it's right. a little overwhelming in the pepper department hmm. well and one thing i i noticed about the uh, drake's draconic notice how dark that head is compared to all the rest it is several shades of brown darker yeah oh yeah all the rest are are much lighter in color and the drake's draconic is the only one with a you know uh mm-hmm. almost a you know dark tan almost brown head on it it's nice to come back to that beer, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Tasty, what what's what comes from, you know, what's the difference between, they're all dark beers, but why does one have that darker head on it than the others? Well, it's probably a lot to do with the, uh, the type of uh, roasty malt they used it in the right, beer, right? right, right. I assume a lot of black patent. Right, they loaded up know, on it. You use, uh, you know, or you use a lot of chocolate malt, or you know, depending on what you use, that really determines whether you're going to get that that dark head or not. And uh, you know, it also changes the flavor. Yeah. Oh, and it's interesting. You kind of get similar flavors with, you know, more of one, more of the other, and you, you hear one is you know clearly got a much darker head. I mean, what percentage are you talking about in the recipe of like dark malts, roughly? Oh, you know, in something like this, you could you could be, you know, you're at least ten percent. You're you could be approaching almost twenty. That's a that's a hundred percent improvement. I mean, if you go twenty percent on a Drake's, I could see you right, right. having that color. Right. Uh, it, it's not you know intense and burnt though. No. You know, you don't get too much. The, the so the Beer Valley, and then not that you can in your process get. You know, go for color without getting any any of the roast flavor. That you could like, you know, top mm-hmm. mash. You could mm-hmm. use uh, some, you know, some cinema or something like that to get right. color. Use lots of ways to get color in your beer right. the without, without without uh, flavor, without adding that roasty flavor. Now, uh, the Beer Valley. I think that's a well-made beer. The Ravens, <laughs> the Beer Valley Black Flag. Oh, well done. Yeah, that was my yeah. first one. I liked actually. But uh, you know, uh, it's got a lot a lot of hops. There's a lot, lot of hops. hops to it. Now, what about the uh, Nectar Ales Black Xanthus? Uh, it's, just, it's got so many things going on. It's, it's definitely barrel aged. It's a really nice beer. Bell pepper. Well, and that's that's what I said. You know, initially I'm like, well, this beer has to be bourbon barrel aged, and it's got coffee in it. Because for the, I get a lot of jalapeno. Yeah. When I taste sure, the coffee jalapeno. beer, and so sure <laughs> enough, it's got. Yeah. It's barrel aged and, and it's got coffee. Well, that one's got the long finish I'm looking for. I mean, it just keeps going and going. Right. Yeah. It's got a sweetness. Yeah. And like you're saying, a long finish. It's got a lot going on in there. Um, what would you say, Scott, for the uh, the total wet behind the ears? No, absolutely nothing about beer other than it's liquid. 
What would you say on that one? Well, I don't know if I can even answer that because you've already ruined that with your because you've already described it a little bit, right? So you've planted right. that jalapeno right. seed in my right, head, right, right. and now it's all, it's all over the beer, right? You know, tasty. It, it is. It's got a long finish, but I find that newbies. Not that the show is for newbies, but newbies seem to not like that. They seem to look at that as a detraction. That's a, a pushback. Yeah, yeah they no, like really. when it just kind of goes away. Yeah. I, I've, oh. I've observed. That's right. interesting. And I think that the less familiar with craft beer you are, the more, well, I don't know. I, I, I find a lot of people, a uh, younger crowd, likes a really sweet beer, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, it's friendly. Sweet with a short finish, front. yes. But I always associate a sweet beer with a long finish. Really? Because yeah. you have the cloying sweetness from the caramel malts. Right, and- right. But that may not be exactly what you're talking about. I mean... You know the, the the and this is a sweet one of the sweetest examples that we've got. Yeah, and and because of that, it strikes me as the least imperial stouty of the bunch. Oh, so you your con, con, your impression of imperial stout is that it would be drier, sharper, roastier. Sharp, exactly. Yes. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Because it That'd can be it style. can have some moderate sweetness to it, though. Well, you have to be careful with oak too. You know, oak can add mm-hmm. a sweetness to a maltiness of it. Yeah, beer. you can kind of get that vanilla kind of... Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Caramel, things like that from the toasted wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Yeah. yeah, It's got a big vanilla nose. You can tell right. it used like American oak. I, I, I would say that the, the Black Xantis is out of style for yeah. this category. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, this is more appropriate, I would write, for specialty. a specialty or, a, you know... Barrel wood aged or wood aged or something like that, because the wood, wood character and the bourbon character really comes across, and that coffee really comes across. So, I think it's important when you drink it too, not to open up your mouth, right. let, let air in, yeah. you know, just to kind of let the flavors kind of open up without oxidizing it in your mouth. I would, I would, uh, for this, I would say, you know, a very nice beer, but out out of style. I and I kick agree. it for that. I would, I would. Uh, Boy, would you know? What, what about this Ravens though? Okay, uh, Ravens Eye, Eel River, Ravens Eye. Uh, what's what's everybody's take on that? What, uh, yummy. Let's see. Uh, let's start with. Um, let's start with uh, Scott. Scott, what? Yeah, we don't want to taint his opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No. We, we don't want to distract you and plant the seed you of the jalapeno. <laughs> uh, it's very beery, and no, now I have to really taste it. Kind of take a second. Mm. You guys aren't tasting it for me. Really well done. It's the black flag in my, I don't know, it's right there. But that's that age. It's crisp. It definitely goes away. It has much less of a long finish. It, it goes away, like yeah. I was saying, it's ideal for newbies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Again, it doesn't strike me as imperial stouty. I don't get enough roast on it. Maybe, do you think I'm getting palate fatigue? And it, no, I'm is sure the roast are. there and we all are. It up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I I almost get like a like a cinnamon sweet out of it. Mm-hmm. I get that fig prune character. This one's real oxidized. Prune, maybe that's better. And I like that. The though. malt is oxidized, right? In a beer that's supposed to be aged, you know, you expect some oxidation, but it's got a lot of oxidized malt character. It's that uh, British malt character going on in that. Mm-hmm. And again, I you know the, these were all from the shop where they all sit out hot for who knows how long. Right. So um, 
but it doesn't have that roasty character that this lingers. It's, it's completely gone. Yeah, it's there, but it's not like right. Initially, it did. Right. I think we're, we're shot. I think, like Scott's saying, we're yeah. we're getting palate fatigue on yeah. these. I smell sort of sweet prune now that you've planted prune in my head. Please say it smells so. But is that oxidation I'm smelling? That sweet prune. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah, because if you go back to the North Coast Imperial Stout now, it tastes like an IPA. <laughs> oh no. It's more like American stout. Like, it's like oh, it's ah, so interesting. It does. Wow. It's all hops when you taste it. Wow. Same for the uh, Black Flag. I'm really, I'm now back to Drake's. Yeah. The uh, body of Drake's, the maltiness, the, the everything about it, the complexity, I'm, I'm a fan of right now. It's interesting. It was my number four. Now it's my number one. <laughs> Why? Why did it make such a leap? The, I mean, these beers have been out room temperature, what, 30 minutes? And now all these flavors are coming out, and now it's just the richer malt flavor. It's just there's something about it. I think the black xanthus has has killed us. (laughs) That did kill us. I think that killed our palate. Once we got to that, we we lost our way. Yeah. Let's break out the Aquafina. Here we go. All right. Well, let's just not drink any more of that black xanthus. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're saying that's out of style. It's out of the the mix here. uh, We'll save that for drinking later. Yeah. All right. So black xanthus... Is out out of style? An excellent beer. Yeah, maybe you'd give it an honorable mention. I give it for for being a great beer. <laughs> uh, and also out of okay. style. Uh, the Lagunitas is is out. That's yeah, I'm sorry. Going. That's a fail there. So. so we're gonna give that number five. It's just that portion. That, you know, it's the sample we got. You got to deal with the sample you got, and a lot of times, yeah, I'm judging right. GABF, and I write on there. You know, this sample <coughs> is sour or you know right. this sample is right. you know you not good i imagine it was a great beer at one time but this sample is not and you know that's that's just the way it is it's you know when you package beer and ship it all over it just gets abused so all right uh what would we put next i'd go with old rasputin you'd be kicking old rasputin next as it just it it's had its glory 10 15 years ago but i think there's better styles now being made that's a well made beer though it is but does it have all these intense characters these flavors going on and like these other ones we have i don't i don't think i don't think it's there the aroma doesn't pop to me the maltiness it, it just it's a great beer. I, I've been up the North Coast. I love the I love Fort Bragg. For me, the Eel River. It's Eel River really Raven. the malts really oxidized. That's the Ravens. Uh, Eel River Ravens Eye is, is is quite oxidized. Gotcha. And I would. Yeah, I wouldn't throw know, the old Rasputin. Out. I, would, I would ding that over the old Rasputin. Yeah. The old Rasputin is is a mild example. It does smell cleaner. The old Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The consensus in the chat is that uh, Rasputin is uh, too uh, heavy for the style. Are they wrong? Well, it doesn't matter being wrong. <laughs> well, in, do you disagree? Let me ask that. Right. I mean, what we're saying here is that it's on the lighter end of all these kinds of things. That's why I ask, yeah, because it does seem to be on the lighter end, doesn't it? Well, it depends on where these chatters are. I mean, if they're, you know... Earth. 
<laughs> I don't know. Somewhere. Well, they're BN people, so where, don't, don't put too much stock so in it. If they're somewhere where, you know, the other examples that they can get are, are like brown ales, uh, then the old Rasputin's going to seem pretty heavy. But I think a lot of people put, um, you know, in their mind's eye, they're thinking, oh, old Rasputin, that's, you know, because back in the day, it was. That was like the big, heavy, baddest beer we could get. Now, all these other brewers, they've bigger and badder and heavier their way into overpowering it, which is, you know, that could be a questionable thing. <laughs> you know, have they really made it better or have they just made it bigger? Some Some would say it's the same thing. Right. And some would say, you know, just because you made it bigger doesn't mean, you know, it's like... Just because you're talking louder doesn't make you any more right. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's questionable. The Eel River's really good, and at first blush, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, and so was the Bear Valley Black Flag. Yeah, I moved that down to third now. Which the Black Flag? The Black Flag. Really? I'm putting Old Rasputin down there. You got all Rasputin still third. I think that's a clean, well-made beer. You want that up number two or one? Old Rasputin is two right now for me. Well, we, we've got four left. We got Eel River, Old Rasputin, Drake's Draconic. This show's going to go really long, <laughs> and and the Beer Valley Black Flag. What's what? Which one are we getting rid of next? Which one's number four? Oh, Raven's Eye. Number four because of the Raven's Eye. Yeah, yeah. I think it's oxidized. I think it's oxidized. I mean, oxidation isn't really a bad thing, but I'm getting part of the an, un, an unbalanced oxidized, I think, is the thing. Gotcha. Maybe that's what I'm picking up. So if the beer but is don't balanced. let me talk you guys no, into no. it. No, no. But the beer is perfect going into the bottle, and it's balanced, well-made. Right, right. right. Then that oxidation would be, would be balanced. Yeah, the oxidation is a little off to me. Right. So that could be something. <laughs> Which is, I mean, you know. So. Uh, well, what you're calling off is, I'm just calling, I'm not a big fan of that beer, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, I don't like the the finish on it as much. I think it's similar to the Black Flag now, the aromas, and that's that's quite that's why I'm kind of going Black Flag's third. The Black Flag is very puf, per, perfumey, yeah, to me with the hops. All right, so uh, Eel River, we make an Eel River number four. Yes. Okay, John Mike, and I agree. Casey? Yeah, the hell with him. All right. <laughs> All right. So, what's number three? I mean, this show's got to finish tonight. Black Flag. Really? Draconic? Black Flag. Old Rasputin. Old Rasputin's moving up in the charts just because it's clean. Mm-hmm. It's, it's presenting itself better. But there's still one. That's money. Boy, that old Rasputin is coming across as hoppier and hoppier as it warms up. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice dry, dry finish, too, and it, there is some the, the chocolate notes coming through a little bit, too. Wow. Hmm. It's kind of fun. Hmm. <laughs> well, <clears throat> What do you think, Tasty? I could move, move Rasputin up to two. So, look, you just want to know what the third place is, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would go with the uh, 
man, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm actually, I think I could drink more of the drinks than I could the, uh, the, uh, black flag, black flag. I'm with tasty. Scott. It's a, I, I think the drinks is a runaway favorite. I, I don't even think it's close. It's, it's way the most drinkable and pleasant beer for, for me. Yeah. I think it's old Rasputin t- times two. It just, it just seems like it's a fresher version of Old Rasputin. All right, so you all have Beer Valley Black Flag as three? Yep. I would agree with that. All right, so we were down to Drake's Draconic and North Coast Imperial Stout as one and two. I don't know. So, John? I'm going Old Rasputin second. Rasputin, so Drake's, Drake's number one. Number one. It's just the, the maltiness. Tasty? Pressure. I agree. Drake's number one. Oh, decidedly. Runaway All right. favorite. All right. So uh, I'm with you on that. So Drake's Draconic is number one. Uh, North Coast Imperial Stout, number two. Beer Valley Black Fat got a respectable third place. Eel River, Raven's Eye got a four. Uh, Lagunitas ended up five. We felt like we got a bad sample on that. And the Nectar Ales Black Xantis, excellent beer. Unfortunately, not to style. Oh, gosh. Okay, so... Where would you put it again? Wood age, specialty... Yeah, something on something yeah, It's, it's got coffee and bourbon and all that stuff going sure. on. But it's a nice, really well-balanced beer. I, I, I see why people really love that. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's respectable. So, uh, <clears throat> apparently, the style guide should be updated and uh, throw uh, Drake's Draconic uh, up in there somewhere. <laughs> Well, it's got to be available to the nation. No. no. Some of these aren't available to the nation. Really? They're just regional beers? It's, we got you know people living in the Midwest working on this stuff. So That's true. There is, they have their there, own bias. There is a little bit of bias. I see. They try and in- include everybody in here, but uh, there there tends to be a little bit of bias because if you can't get a beer, it's not going to end up in there. But not everybody works on the style guide. So there you go. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, another uh, episode of uh, You Gotta Buy This. Back after this. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer. Adventures in home brewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego? Adventures in home brewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in home brewing delivered that too. And did you see that great custom brew stand? Yep. Adventures in home brewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in home brewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.com has been serving homebrewers from the right coast. Check out their innovative 2.5-gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable anodized aluminum serial killer grain mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrew Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Join the adventure online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget to use coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. 
When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. And Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. You gotta buy this. All right, this is Tasty's. What do you uh, You got here, Tasty? Well, I'm a big fan of uh, American Pale Ales. A lot of people, a lot of your listeners know that. And uh, you've seen that on the internet. You've seen me uh, on YouTube naked talking about it. <laughs> Good beer. Just, just Google. Taste, Sorry about that. Tasty's method. That's right. <laughs> and uh, uh, I was, uh, but it was, I guess, probably like, it's been two years ago. Uh, Lagunitas uh, changed their uh, pale ale from uh, Dogtown Pale Ale to New Dogtown Pale Ale. And uh, I've been impressed with that beer uh, ever since. And uh, what do you that's think what I'm having as a uh, drinker. And I'm suggesting that do you, you know- ought to buy this beer. Do you know what they changed? Yeah, what was the change? I'm curious. Because, have to ask. Truth be told, I was not a fan of their pale ale before. The Dogtown, yeah, the old Dogtown. Yeah, yeah it was. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe too heavy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was too heavy for a pale. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now they've they've dried it up. They've uh, obviously used some of the newer hops. You know, some of the hops that they had in their that they use in their other beers. I'm I'm getting a lot of sea hops in this beer. Uh, but a lot of floral and yeah, fruity, but super dry malt flavor. Yeah, I would guess they blended base malts. Oh yeah, I think. Well, that's. Oh, well, I think they're going. Uh, you know, Lagunitas. They, one of the things about them that was always <laughs> interesting was like uh, Lagunitas IPA. The mash temp's like one fifty eight, and everyone's like, "No, it's not." They're just making that up, no, or one sixty, or one sixty two, or whatever. something, or whatever. Something. It is. I think it's like one sixty two. Ridiculously, wow. ridiculous. Yeah. And I did the clone of that, yeah. and I followed that, and it worked out perfectly. Wow! And I, I they awesome. have no reason to lie to us. They wouldn't. No. It's just, no. just it's not in their nature. Right. They would just tell us, or they'd say, "No, I'm not going to tell you. Go away." Hmm. And I think they do that on a lot of their beers. I think on this one, they're going drier and crisper. And I can see why you like this, Tasty. It's definitely Tasty style. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's dry and... Dry and... Uh, it's hop forward, but not... Uh, you know, it's not over hopped. It's not like... You know, it's not, it's not like that uh, Drake's 1500 we had on the on the previous show. It's a little... It's a much more balanced, I think. Uh, it's got, uh, you know, uh, a good punch of bitterness there. Sure, yeah. but... I don't really know floral, if that's really pale ale 
I mean, again, it might be dinged for, you know, not being quite to style. That's a long, lingering bitterness. Yeah. Um, you got to really be a fan of a, a long, lingering bitterness. But I'll tell you what I like about that is it's got a nice kind of gentle biscuit, bready malt to it. Mm-hmm. Clean, but but malty. Very similar to how the, the Drake's 1500 yeah. has a... Nice small character to it. So we would probably say this is a, probably more a, a West Coast uh, Pale Ale or mm-hmm. XPA. Or... Right. Who cares what style it is? Yeah. Is this a beer that people should go out and buy? Let's you start check with. It out. Uh, let's start with Scott because yeah, really, let's start with him. He, you know, if we say something first, his feeble mind will be affected, and he won't be able to judge rationally. He's so wrapped up in trying to please He's the board. us He's got things to do. and, you know, appeal to our nature, you know, because we're famous and important. And, uh... Well, since, well, since when does listening to and he's famous, not, important he's, people... Now, he's giving me the stink eye. Tasty's no longer giving me the stink eye. Scott is. No, I, I don't even. I don't think that listening to people who are smarter and more famous than you makes you feeble. I think it makes you uh, savvy. No, it oh, makes yeah. you well, savvy. There you go. There yeah. you go. If well, you don't know anything, listen to right. someone who does. And Scott knows how to, you know, sidle right up to us and make us feel good in our in our grand egos. And uh, he work his way right in there. Look at that. It's like you've, you've been in this profession for a while. I, I don't know. It's like I know what I'm doing. It's weird. Right. How to how to grease up the uh, the talent there. Yeah, right. You yeah. know how I, I know about radio is I just listen to people who know about radio. Poof. I know radio. <laughs> yeah, New Dogtown's great. It, it's, uh, you know, I wish we would have tried this with all the other uh, pale ales earlier. Yeah. Because now, after all the Imperial Stout, it's standing on its own as them. <laughs> a pale ale. We should have. Yeah, it's uh, it's a separate it, show, you know. This is oh, that's you know, oh, you're right. You gotta pretend Jesus. pretend like that was two weeks too ago. much Imperial Stout. Um, uh, it's uh, it's real refreshing after a round of uh, of big Imperial dark, Stouts, yeah, roasty because you really get the you hops. can drink a lot of this. I, yes, you know, I, you know, for me, I think the bittering's a little a little long, a little heavy, a little long. For for high consumption, I don't, I don't get that. And may, maybe it's yeah. because it's so crisp and refreshing after right. the round of motor oil that I'm not. It, right. It's just seeming like it just goes away. So, what's your vote? Uh, yeah, buy it. Buy I, it's it? a, yeah, it's a great beer, John. I would buy it. Um, my palate's so shot; it tastes like a Blondale. <laughs> it really yeah. does. Doesn't it? She's should, more hot. Should the listeners buy it? Um, I think abs- listeners, if haven't, they should try this. Absolutely, beer, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're wrong, they're going to come and want their money back from you. <laughs> Fine. Build the Brewing Network, P.O. Box. And, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I so love you got a beer. guest vote on that? Yeah, All right. Absolutely. Well, I'm tasty, obviously. So I guess yeah. I'm the holdout here. I mean, would you pay $4, $5 a pint? Yeah. Well, you're going to pay the same price for a six-pack that you pay for their IPA. So you got to make a decision here. Five and a half for percent. Uh, same price. Actually, it's uh, well, this is actually six point two. Actually, six point two percent ABV. It's got to be fairly hoppy to support that. If the bittering wasn't so long, I'd be all over this. It's a little long for me. Okay, but for I'll a tell pale. you, yeah, XPA. 
it's it's really long. How about an IPA? Six point two percent. It's in the range. I swallowed six point two percent. Blind pig is lower. Alpha you know, ABD we're still talking. I'm still getting bitterness registering time and again. Um, hmm. That's tough. What were you? What are you saying? I mean, uh, you're saying you're comparing it to the style pale ale. No, just the beer itself. You're saying right. Well, based the, on the, the body beer, the and the size itself, yeah. and the overall thing. For, I wish for it wasn't as hoppy. Cre- I wish it wasn't as long and bitter. Right. Long in the bittering. Right. So, I wish that ended edition. a little little bit earlier. Right. And then I'd I would i would think it was it was incredible. It Everything good. else is incredible. That's the only fault I find with it. And because that's it, I mean I'm I'm picking nits, I think, yeah, I think people should go out and buy this. I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think you'll yeah, a lot you of people think it. like me. Oh, that bittering is really long. I yeah yeah go buy that I, and again there we go there's there's uh, three and a half stars out of three and a half good beer you know we get one star for each of us and half for, for the Moscow <laughs> for the there. Moscow there you go let me let me ask you this real quick do you do you interpret dry or is dry the same thing as as quick finish like can a beer be no. dry and have a long finish yes it can right this is dry so you're getting both long finish is you keep tasting what you tasted for a while. Right. You know, so it just, just keeps dragging right? out. And I just keep getting bitter, 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 mm-hmm. bitter, it's bitter. definitely there. I'm still getting bitter. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's, it's just sitting there, very resiny and bitter. It may be the, the the hole in the middle of my tongue. It's collected something. I don't know. No, it, it just keeps going and going and going. And, you know, I want it to end earlier. Right. Or at yeah. least have some malt there. The, the or something. Well, that'll upset that. Yeah, it's a little right. thin on the malt for that bitterness. But then if you added malt to, to this to balance that out, it become too sweet. I, what sure. I love about this is it's crisp, great malt character, it's dry, it's got all this great stuff going on. Drinkable. And that's my only fault. And I, again, we're picking at nits here. You know, don't, don't take this as, oh, you know, it's horrible because... You know, this, you know, I I think people should go buy this. I think that's a good choice, Tasty. It's Excellent. in six packs only, I think. Uh, so it's probably going to be a bigger expense than a bomber. But right, check it out. I'm sure if you don't like it, your friends will. I I think it's uh, absolutely worth uh, worth a six pack at least, and I think a, you know a, a number of people are really going to love it, and and they're going to love that over their their old Dogtown. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. If you got tired of that, try this. All right. So we've been neglecting the people in the chat, and 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 usually I'd like to really uh, focus on the people that uh, join the show. Uh, if you're listening live, you can go to thebrewingnetwork dot com, and uh, there's a chat now button. You get in there, and you can. Uh, participate scott's uh, moderating there while he's doing everything else he's got like six arms coming out of him uh, if you've never seen him and uh like an octopus right well that's that would be eight, eight. octo <laughs> i more give like myself a, more credit than anyone else around you're more like a spider <laughs> if you work a little harder you can be like an octopus and then uh you can ask questions of the show and uh, we'll answer them hopefully they have something to do with uh, beer and brewing uh questions from the chat yeah, this is. They make kind of more of a statement, but um, I'm interested to see how you respond to it. Um, we were the statement is you guys suck. You guys have no idea what you're doing. Yes. Um, it, it was it, pertaining to uh, you were saying. Well, the Midwest will kind of judge yes. this way. Uh-huh. The differences in, in uh, uh, vicinity. So 
Uh, MN Hazmat said, I disagree with this West versus Midwest stuff. I brew West Coast style mm-hmm. regularly and win medals in Midwest competitions, especially Pale Ale, which I know was the, the last show. But uh, several yeah. people agree with him. Spider Wrangler said, yeah, I think that is not really relevant any longer. Well, I, I think it has, it's definitely not as dramatic a difference as it was maybe five years ago. You guys are making inroads. You know, it's I think, moving in that direction. I think the you know the internet internet is is making those adjustments. I think the the sad thing is that the West Coast is not accepting as much of the the Midwest type of pale ale. The balanced, yeah. I think you know John is a great example of the failure of the West Coast to accept the the <laughs> the more Midwest version. I, I think you know the the Midwest has accepted the the West Coast version much more rapidly than we have accepted the Midwest version out here, and but I, I tell you there was a definite divide. I've entered competitions all over the place, and I know, and I track da- data on this things, and I remember comments, and and I know yeah. that you know it was not acceptable out there, and and that you needed to have a lot of crystal malt in there to to make a pale ale. Now, I, I, I definitely think it is, it has corrected itself a little bit more. And I think the Midwest is a little more knowledgeable and open of West Coast styles than the West Coast is of Midwest styles. That spans to way more than just beer, by the way. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, we think we're, you know, great stuff out here and that, you know, people <laughs> in the Midwest don't really? know what they're doing. Uh, you know, I. I've always had a you know soft spot in my heart for the heartland of America. They don't. Well, that's where I'm heartland. fucking from, you guys. They don't call it the heartland because it's in the center. They call it the heartland because it has heart. Really, they do. Yeah. Uh, it's a good song by you too, by the way. Well, no, no, the Midwest is fantastic. I don't. Seriously, if you if you get a chance to travel, I know Doc wouldn't like it, but you get to travel, you meet the greatest people in the center of this country. Oh yeah, that's where the great people uh, people are so nice. But. Um, no, I think it's a good point. I think they have done more to accept West Coast tendencies than the West Coast has to accept. There's probably some truth to that, yes. Yeah, so they're getting there, but I still don't think it's exactly the same on both coasts. And I don't think they've fully uh, accepted uh, West Coast styles as dry and as bitter and as hoppy as, as they are very common out here. There, it's more still kind of a little bit unusual give them a couple more years and they'll be like yeah it's no big deal hmm. so there you go there you go uh let's do one more uh from spider wrangler he said is there any talk of revisiting the bjcp styles it's going on five years since the last revision uh any com- you know changes additions to the uh, commercial examples any new possible styles they might you know be considering etc Are you talking about us or the BJCP? The BJCP. Uh, yeah, the, you know, it's, it's a constant. So uh, people feed in all sorts of comments, and there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, collection of data that's going on. And so when you complain about some, something about the style guides, it all gets taken in. People talk about it. It gets recorded. They make some tweaks, and I imagine they... Maybe doing another revision coming here pretty soon. Like they're due. It's been yeah. five years. Yeah, I, I every time I you know have some sort of thought on the style guides, usually I'm writing a BYO column, and I'll sure. tell you, 
a great thing to do is to go to thebrewingnetwork.com, click on the BYO subscription link, go subscribe to Brew Your Own Magazine. I write the style profile column in every issue it's I like have the most, for, it's really for the last extensive. four years. It's like three pages on the style. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. they allow the, the, Everything you want the, to know about. Initially, they were like, oh, you know, we expect like uh, 1,200 words. Oh, my God. It's I'm like, well, it's 2,000. They're like, eh, now they're like, yeah, whatever you want to write. Yeah. Uh, no, it's great. And uh, so, I, so I write that. If you do, you get uh, uh, a great subscription to a great magazine. A lot of, a lot of guys writing for it. And uh, half of that subscription goes to the Brewing Network. It helps keep uh, shows like this on the air. And when I write those, I get all sorts of thoughts about the style guide. I review the style guide and I think, ah, you know, I do agree, I don't agree, whatever. And I, if I have any comments, I send those to Gordon. He, you know, we discuss them. He adds them or doesn't or whatever. He discusses it with the other guys. And mm-hmm. so uh, I imagine he's got a, a number. When, when the number of comments builds up to a certain point where they feel like they got another revision, they'll, kick out another revision and i uh, yeah i think i'd be coming up with something which would include adding new styles right yeah but they don't really add them until it's really become something right you know the whole question of the black ip i don't bother with that yeah yeah yeah. Or, or Belgo American uh, IP. Don't, either. Right, right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm Don't with bother. you. On it, but, you know, so many people are bitching about it. It's like, eh. Uh, let them just let that simmer a while. Right, right. Wait until it really gains some sort yeah. of ground. Right. Yeah. What's been the shortest period of time in between revisions? Have they done year over year? Oh, maybe back in the day they did, oh, but yeah. and now it's it's usually like five years or so. It's, a, it's not that bad a shape now. I mean, it's, I'm sure people. Well, would yeah, now about it. it needed more revisions. Now, yeah. now it's actually really solid. Yeah, I mean, there's things you could quibble with, but right. it's but quibbling. Nothing, nothing. It's just just like ah, uh, you know. In total, it's a pretty good document. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> the thing you can read that whole thing and be like sexy. blown away. Be like, God, I know See? so much right now it's about your style. <laughs> All right. We did it. One more in the chat or no? Um, yeah, there's many more, but I just, uh, yeah, we can do a couple. We got time. I, we got nowhere to go. Uh, you know, we, the show can run a little long. We're, um, not, we're not that far over. Okay, well, we'll go back to uh, Imperial Stouts. Uh, they have. We've talked a lot about um, Old Rasputin being less. Okay, I'm just reading less than the others and less typical than it once was. Mm-hmm. Is power creep? An issue where things keep edging up and up like an arms race. Yes, absolutely. And we'll try and answer these quick because I know you're you're looking at the clock, and that's. But uh, we want to value the people that that uh, participate in the chat. Really do. So, um, yeah, I think it is, and it, it, it's like a pale ale. It's like IPA. I mean, you make an IPA today. Or you make a pale ale today, it's like an IPA was, you know, Drake's uh, 1500 uh, five years ago. That's an IPA. Or, you know, six, seven years ago, that's a big IPA, right? Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, you know, a lot of these, you know, yeah, they're just huge. There's a big shift. Yeah, it creeps up. But it's like anything. People get bigger. You know, people back in the day, they were tiny. They're like your size. It's true. Yeah, you're right. right. Now yeah. people are much bigger, yeah. taller, stronger, yeah. better looking, smarter. 
You know, you're like a throwback. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, no, <laughs> sort of a degenerate, you'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. the Super Bowl halftime show. I had the same thought. Like ha- they have to keep pushing the envelope every year, and right. if they don't, that you can't put a marching band out there from 1977. Exactly. You, you failed. No, you have, right. a, you have a woman in lingerie, and you blow out the electrical. Right, and so what are you going to do next year? I mean, yeah, what will what will spaceship freaking out of space? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm with you there. All right. right. Since all Imperial Stouts have lots of dark malts and high ABV, can you say uh, that they all should be good candidates for cellaring? They should be. Yeah. I I was listening back to the very first show John and I did. And we're talking about, you know, if you're brewing a Russian Imperial Stout, brew a lot. Brew as much as you can because this is a great beer for cellaring. You should brew enough so you can taste one at six months. You can taste one, you know, at a year. You should have enough to be able to taste it for five years in a row brew it and forget about it yeah and it's a sipper so you're not going to want to you know drink pints of it every day you're going to want to drink well well, you're talking brewing network listeners eight ounces you know like (laughs) once a month or so yeah i'm a a taste on that yep yep well an interesting follow-up he's he notes that uh this is still spider angler that uh big john and night stalker from goose island uh went from quote age up to five years to quote drink within 180 days following the inbev takeover do you guys think that that's uh difference in the beer or the philosophy uh philosophy i would think you know there might be a whole you know fresh beer is better well, and there, there's a thing. I mean, you know, like I say, uh, old Rasputin, they brew it, they bottle it, it's out, like, in the market with, like, in two weeks. Uh, I, I believe they, they said that on the, on the Brewing Network. And there's nothing wrong with drinking that beer, you know, fresh. You get a different character. I just, I, I think, you know, I, I'm not saying hold on to it for five years and then drink it. I'm saying drink a little bit now, drink a little bit in a few months. Taste along you know. the way. Yeah, just keep tasting it. Every, you know, crack one open every month for, sure. you know, however many. you got 48 months. Hmm. You know, crack one open, 48 bottles, crack one open at once a month for 48 months. You know, um, that's why I think you should brew as much as you can. S- little light session beers, you should brew as little as you can. Because <laughs> you're going to drink them in like two drink, weeks. Drink it all right away. Yeah. And these dark, roasty, huge beers, brew as much as you can and then meter them out over time. And, boy, they they really do change in amazing ways over time. That that definitely never gets old with brewing is this, yeah. the evolution yeah. of a beer right. in the bright tank. It's, it's, a, it's a living thing yeah. or a dying thing, however you look at it. Which needs to be consumed before it right. gets dead. Uh, last one. They want to know, please, a, if uh, you considered anything especially biscuity tonight, or whether we should open the, uh, anything. Right? Yeah, that too. They were wondering that. I too. think the mirror, uh, the uh, mirror pond, uh, the coin term, absolutely. For the show. No, the American pale ale definitely had some biscuity notes. Some, some oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say the uh, mirror pond had had the yeah. most, um, and the. Uh, I think the Draconic actually was quite had quite a biscuity kind of malty background. Yeah, yeah. Be careful with the biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too crystal happy. All right, another fine episode of Brewing with Style. Mm. We're going to be back in we're two back. weeks with. Um, anybody know what style we're doing? No, no, I haven't got the email. No, no uh, you, you got the. Email. I want to send my homebrew in. Give me that list. Right. If you've got a, a beer you want to send in, email uh, scott at thebrewerynetwork.com. 
And uh, check out the Brewing Network store where you get a chance. There's lots of goodies in there, books, there's glassware, hats, hoodies, all sorts of great stuff. And when you buy that stuff, it helps support the Brewing Network and shows like this. Yeah, I think it's the American Barley one. There you go. Oh, American Barley oh, coming up back here. Really? Oh, oh boy. Holy smokes. Oh, boy. Russian Pierce down to American Barley Wine. Yep. There you go. Well, check it out in two weeks uh, if you're listening to the podcast. Otherwise, it's like a month if you're listening live. We're going to do it the first Tuesday of every month is what we're shooting for. Yeah, put that so, on your calendar. Uh, yeah. March be, 5th. Be ready for us live. Uh, until then, Bruce Strong. And Alvin. <laughs>